I pull this down. The following presentation is brought to you by the Alberta Podcast Network. Welcome to the Northern Nerdcast, the podcast that showcases the geeky, nerdy people, groups, and events in and around the city of Edmonton. Northern Nerdcast is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. Visit their website at albertapodcastnetwork.com. If you like the show, we invite you to share it on all of your social media platforms and help grow our community of geeky, nerdy people, groups, and events in and around the city of Edmonton. Would you like to be a contributor to the show? For more information, visit our website at northernnerdnetwork.com. And now, here's the host of the show, Dan Chessel. All right, so welcome back once again, everyone, to another edition of the Nerdcast. My name is Dan Chessel. And on today's edition of the Nerdcast, uh, we have uh, no Chelsea today. No, Ch- Chelsea is not here with us, sadly enough. Uh, but we do have uh, Trina, uh, my lovely wife. You cannot wave to the podcast, folks. <laughs> Hello, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waving to all one viewer we have on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sorry, I'm just going to try to adjust her microphone at the same time. I'm talking into my microphone. See? Multitasking. All right. So uh, today, also on the show, we uh, I'll let you guys introduce yourself. Uh, the fine folks from Androids and Assets. We have. Uh, my name is Marshall, and I'm Stephen. No last names. <laughs> <laughs> we just don't have them. Our... They, they just they don't exist. They just, it is just it's them. just Marshall Stephen. Ever since I was young, I, I really admired Cher, and I just thought Mononyms. This is the term. Madonna. <laughs> Yeah. Prince, exactly. Yeah, it works. yeah. All right, so we're excited to guys uh, to have you guys with us tonight. Uh, we're going to talk a lot about uh, androids and assets a little bit later on in the show. But first off, we'd like to really get down to the soul of the people that we have on our show each and every week uh, by asking each individual on our show uh, what is on their geek shelf. So I'm going to start with Marshall here. Uh, what's on your geek shelf? Uh, on my geek shelf, uh, well, right now, I mean, uh, a week ago, the Hugo Award uh, shortlist was released. Mm. So, um, reading all of the novels uh, on the shortlist is is on my my geek shelf right now. I'm actually part of a, a book club, the um, the Hugo Award book club that we we do. So, it's um, you can find our our posts, our our, our blog posts uh, at uh, hugoclub.blogspot.ca. Um, where we review some of the books and, and talk about them. So there's a, a group of us that get together and talk about all of the Hugo nominees. Uh, so um, right now, I just finished reading Collapsing Empire by John Scalzi, which is a, a really cool book set in the future where we travel through space through like wormholes and the wormholes are closing and uh, humanity is kind of in trouble. So, Do you so, have a favorite uh, yeah. so far that you've read? Uh, New York 2140 by Kim Stanley Robinson is my favorite. So there's there's six books that make the shortlist. Uh, we read three of them as a group before the shortlist was out, which was really cool. So we're we're ahead already. So now I've read the fourth. Two more books to go. Um, and then August, the awards come out. So we've got lots of time to do it. Normally, it's like last year we were scrambling to finish the books just before the, the deadline, voting deadline and everything. So... Um, New York 2140, though, obviously set in New York in 2140. Um, rising ocean sea levels have uh, drowned most of the city. So it's um, people kind of 
figuring out how to live and uh, kind of a story of regular people taking power back from the banks and uh, corporations and yeah. Cool. Great book. That's awesome. Yokio. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was, I was looking at uh, our bookshelf lately. Uh, my, my section of the books are, are fairly small. I don't read a whole lot of books. Um, I look down below the shelf below. My kid is way outpacing me in, in the amount of books he reads. <laughs> uh, yeah, but his are all like graphic novels. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with graphic novels. No, no there isn't. But they take a little less time than the novels you have on your shelf. This is true, but he is starting to read actual novels. Uh, kid novels. He's still doing really <laughs> well. For what he's, doing. he's eight years old, for heaven's sakes. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, so his his shelf is just jam packed one end to the other now uh, with all the books that he's read, and I, I remember we, we I took him today actually to go um, to the car wash, uh, and really we we just went through the automatic car wash, so it really wasn't all that exciting, but I had him in with me anyways, um, and all he did was read a book. That was that was it. Yeah. So he's I know he's gonna probably. Uh, continue that he loves reading that that Not boy loves reading. captivated by the mechanical arm that will one day make employment impossible for him <laughs> <laughs> yep all right <laughs> uh steve uh what's on your uh what's on your shelf um my utter inability to prepare no um i guess I, we'll do the books um so i'm playing sonic 2 right now uh, so i have a sonic 2 emulator load up my computer it's taking a little free time i have and i just read um Yasha Levine's uh, nonfiction book, Surveillance Valley, which is a very uh, kind of compelling history of the internet. And he kind of lays out uh, how surveillance has been kind of baked into the architecture of the internet itself. And that, you know, kind of challenging how we think about the internet and, and society and how to cultivate openness meaningfully in the face of militarism and the security state. Hmm. That is a lot heavier of a book than I would have. It's very short. It's... <laughs> they don't want you to kill yourself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, so okay, that's that's great. So Trina, I'm gonna ask you uh, because you're not usually on my show uh, very often. I'm so super excited that you're here, though. Um, just tell me a, a little bit about your week. What's been going on? Anything interesting? You been anything? <laughs> anything even past your week that that you've been up to? Not much. It was spring break the week before for us. It ended on Wednesday, um. So I had kids at home and we did kid stuff. That was about it. That's so exciting. It was, it was not exciting. <laughs> we had a very relaxed spring break. It's, it is great. I, I like I've been at home the last little bit, right? So, uh. It was nice to be able to spend the last little bit of the spring break with uh, Nehemiah and, and Malachi, and uh, it was great to be home for the last little while. Sadly, I'm going out of town in the next little bit uh, and leaving you all, all alone. Yeah. Mm. Uh, she sounds like she's used to it. <laughs> yes, I will uh, be taking this show on the road. <laughs> <laughs> the lovely Lloyd Minster. Mm, such a. I, I was. I booked a. Uh, uh was airbnb. it airbnb uh the other day uh for for lloyd and it it after i had booked it it said 
you're going to Lord Minister. And it just like had it in just giant bold letters. And it was like excited. Like it's got the exclamation. I'm like, that's not that's so exciting. <laughs> exciting. Read your audience, Airbnb. <laughs> Come on. I, um, I, I honeymooned not far from Lloyd Minister. So. <laughs> Uh, it, it might be fun if you were going there for, you know, pleasure or for a, another reason, uh, but not for, not for work. It's not even fun when you go there for pleasure. <laughs> There's nothing pleasurable. Sorry, anybody. It's just frustrating. You're like, I'm on one side of the border. I'm on the other side of the border. There's taxes on this side. There's different things happening on this. I don't know what's happening. What time zone am I in? What time zone? Yeah, we're in the same time zone now, aren't we? I think so. Oh, I, I can't remember. Depends on which side of it, the daylight savings time. Yeah. Well, they don't experience it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, they don't do it. I think we're on the same time now. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's terrible. It's awful. Who it knows? is. Uh, one of my favorite shows when I was young was A Walk to Remember. Uh, and in Lloyd Minster, you can recreate one of those scenes by being in two places at the same time, yeah. straddling the border. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. There we go. That that's that's what I'm gonna have to. <laughs> it's quite a confession. <laughs> What's wrong with the walk to remember? You know, that's awesome. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's going about lots the next of bit. Uh, what else? I oh, I also had some guys. I had the guys over the, the other day. We played uh, a little bit more of the Gloomhaven. Uh, have you guys oh. heard about this? Gloomhaven is fun. Mm. I am. I'm. We're just starting our campaign. I just hit my second level. Uh, now, uh, so I'm super excited. Uh, we're, we're starting to move a little bit long and as, and as soon as you kind of get into the game, I have to leave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the way it's, that's the way it's going to work here. Uh, so I, I don't I'm, have it, film, but my friends have it and we've joined in on a couple of quests for them. Um, it's been great. Yeah. I'm, I'm super excited to try some more of it uh, and uh, try to delve more into that world. It's kind of neat because it's like playing D&D except for without having the GM there. It's uh, it's kind of neat. It's a, it's a great great experience so far. So good. Um, yeah, super happy with that game. Uh, I haven't had Scythe out yet in the last little bit. I want to get that one back out on the table. Uh, that's such a pretty game, but I may take those minis on the road with me. And uh, finish painting them. I may have extra time on my hands. Who knows? All right. Uh, so we're going to uh, take a quick little break here. Are you going to ask them how their week was? Well, typically, we don't. Uh, but <laughs> We don't. We don't no. care how our guests' week works. No, we do. We, well, well, I do. We don't talk to them week to week. No. the idea? Yeah. Oh. That... <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, dear. I know she's Sorry. been on. We used I, to do this all the time, right? Because how I'm the producer. And all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, uh, we're gonna skip that right now, and we're just gonna go right. straight into the, the ad, and then uh, we're gonna talk a little bit more about androids and assets, which they can tell us about their week at that time. Because <laughs> <laughs> we started this week. This, yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, so we're gonna take a quick little break. We're gonna talk uh, a little bit about uh, what are we talking about? I had it. ATV? It is ATV. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right. So uh, we are... Uh, I'm going to turn that down a little. Uh, 
One of our sponsors here on the Northern Nerdcast is ATB. Uh, and we absolutely love... <laughs> Uh, we absolutely love ATB. Uh, we use ATB as a branch. Uh, uh, Trina, can you tell me a little bit about your experiences that you've just recently had with ATB? Um, well, we went in the other day to change our banking around, but we set up a second checking account and linked your card to it. And then I tried to use my card and it didn't work. <laughs> so I went back in and the nice people at ATB helped me get a brand new card and set it all up right there in the branch and i was on my merry way they are they're like every time i go in that atv like we they're super nice they they are like absolutely super friendly uh and every like they're they're fantastic i can't i can't say enough about them um they also have this thing where they would um where they like to listen to you the folks out there uh by uh just Hearing from you guys uh, helps them become a better bank. Uh, so if you guys go on over to ATB Financial or atb.com slash listens, uh, you guys can uh, talk to them and they can actually help you out. They can they can find out if, if you need something. Uh, it's a great way to communicate with ATB directly. Uh, and it's just, it's just awesome to see that they are actually listening to you, uh, the consumers. So go on over to atb.com slash listens for more information about that. And, uh, that is all. All right. Uh, on today's episode, we do have Androids and assets, uh, with us tonight. Um, for those out there who are completely unfamiliar with what you guys are or what you guys do, can you quickly do the, the footnotes of what you are? Yeah. Okay. So um, when we were talking about starting our podcast, we were just sort of spitballing and, and came up with um, the idea to do the uh, political economy of speculative fiction, uh, which then whenever I said that to anybody, they'd be like, that sounds really cool. What does it mean? <laughs> uh, so, um, what it, does it, it mean? It <laughs> that's a very good question. Thanks for asking. Uh, we talk about um, the economy and sort of the political systems and the hidden things that are in the the stories that we read and the movies that we watch. Um, because every time that you see a new world there are some assumptions that go into that world and you just have to kind of roll with that's how the world works, but it tells you a little bit about what the author is thinking and how they think our world works. So when you watch, um, say like the Lord of the Rings, the implicit assumption that Tolkien has is that a monarchy is a good thing mm -hmm. and that the only way to actually save the world is to have the king come back and actually be the king right? Uh, the King of Gondor, right? Aragorn. When there was the, the steward of Gondor, there was problems. Uh... <laughs> you know, that's an excellent question, Aaron. Uh, thank you so much for bringing that up. Uh, you know, we thought we'd get it. It's actually been surprisingly... Aaron just asked us about uh, post-scarcity economies. One of um, my favorite topics. Which is, yeah, which we love. Um, but it, it's it's strangely absent from the discourse 
Um, I don't know about in, that. In, it, at least with what we've been covering. I don't know. We haven't pulled a lot of post-scarcity. You narratives. won't let me talk about Star Trek. Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you talk about Star Trek twice now. Uh, <laughs> I believe we talked about Star Trek when I was on your show. <laughs> but my definition of political economy is how a group of people or a society makes decisions about how to use their resources and capabilities. That's really my diff. So, so really, we're just discussing how do various science fictions try to wrestle with the question of what do we do with what we have, and and when you have, and that question becomes very different in a post scarcity uh, economy, right? So, this notion of you can produce so much stuff and you have so much energy and so much uh, capacity that it there's no point to even measure it. There's no point to like charge for it with money anymore. So, yeah. and that, that 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 question doesn't go away. It just takes on a profoundly different connotation, I guess. Is that fair? Yeah, for sure. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that that totally makes sense. I am uh, I'm totally on board board right now. <laughs> Mostly, uh, it means that we go and watch a lot of movies uh, and then tell each other what we thought about those movies. Uh, and you guys go into a, a depth that most people don't go into. That's the that it, it at the end of the the whole roundabout way of what you guys were going at after there. Um, a lot of people just kind of go, okay, this movie was good for these reasons or whatever. Um, you guys go into this is good for this reason, and it goes more into the the either the political or the this. I don't know how to explain that better. Uh, do you know what I'm trying to say here? Nope. <laughs> so the, the case study for me is we did an episode about um, Neil Blockham's Elysium recently. Mm. And someone messaged me afterwards like, that is a terrible movie. And I, and I agree. I think it's a terrible movie. But if you listen to it, we don't really get into that because we're not into evaluating whether it was a, a good movie or not a good movie. We're interested in the themes that were crammed in there. And a lot of inter interesting themes were put into Elysium despite its tremendously poor execution as a film <laughs> yeah exactly it's, yeah. it's not a review show it's exactly yeah, we exactly try not to be <laughs> he's trying not frail to be. humans and we <laughs> we editorialize uh, and fall short but we try to be so what kind of things have you guys covered over the last how many episodes have you guys had uh 2021 20, i think 21 that are published so what yeah. kind of things have you been able to cover over the last little after the last 21 episodes? Um, let's see. Well, our last episode was uh, a wrinkle in time. So we were talking about um, sort of, well, uh, I mean, it's, it's what a wrinkle in time is about and, and the nature of evil. Um, so we were talking about sort of how, uh, what, what, what is the evil that they talk about in the movie? The, okay. the bad it um, and Steven sort of pointed out that it's, uh, it's your own. It's, it's, it's a psychological phenomenon almost. Right. And so it's just this sort of sense of like narcissism and ego are kind of the central villain in a wrinkle in time. Yeah. They, they drive you to mm -hmm. treat other people poorly. You know, you're, you're worried about your own image. So then you make other people feel bad because it makes you feel slightly better but that's a bad way to go about feeling better about yourself. And, and that the tension between like self-centered or selfless centered or, or some sort of understanding of yourself and your place in the world has social implications. 
Uh, so I think so. I think for us, and I think the other thing we talked a lot about in Wrinkle Time was gender. Yes, a lot yeah, of role, yeah, like gender, gender roles. Gender and race is also kind of like important. So we 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 really like to get into that as well. That those are those are themes that are present in all movies. Actually, all movies end up really taking a position on <laughs> on race and gender. Yeah, uh, you you can't not. So we all that's always something we talk about or try to talk about. Yeah. The the funny thing about that particular movie is when it was written as well, right? Because that one wasn't written recently. That one's been around for a while, has it not? Yes. In well, I mean, 1950s, right? Yeah, Madeline yeah. Langle, long time ago. She was really um, quite prescient, though, in the the themes she was writing about. Um, yeah. I mean, they they applied to her time, but I think they apply even more now. We talk. We talk in the podcast. Talk about kamazots and kind of uh, kind of what the structure of that is. And at the time, kamazots was broadly interpreted as having being a reference to communism. But I think when you when you transpose that planet, that setting, out of that story and into our present time, it actually has tremendous bearing on our again our feeling, our desire for security and control of our environment yep. uh, in these uncertain times. And and yeah, I think that it it is more powerful now. Than I think it was when you put it in that context, and wow. and there and then I think we also got some parallel text, some interviews with survivors and stuff that question that attribution to communism. Yeah, so we talk about camisoles. Oh, you guys really really go deep into <laughs> yeah, sorry. different way to watch a movie, hey, with that kind of in mind that you are picking up all this kind of subtext and and then hashing it all out afterward. Do you find that you have to kind of go into a movie like watching it differently than you would if you were just to go in and, and watch it for fun? Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, um, lots of times, I mean, especially now that we've been doing the podcast, when I go to see a movie, I do try to think about it a lot while I'm watching it. Because mm -hmm. um, it, it, it is really easy to just sort of sit back and enjoy the movie uh, and not, I mean... These movies are they're really well done they're they're beautiful to watch and uh it's it's easy to just sort of get absorbed in it um which is what they want right as a storyteller you really want someone to just sort of enjoy what you're doing as you're doing it and that's that's kind of the the point for them um but it's easy when you're just absorbing it to not think about what you're absorbing and just sort of have those ideas permeate and and stew until you also have those ideas and you don't even know why you have them anymore. And I, fundamentally it's about intention. It's about mm -hmm. what you go into something looking at it for. So I think I've for a lot of people who are like, if anybody wants <coughs> to do this in their own life, they can very easily, they just need to form the intention to do so beforehand say, I'm going to go in and I'm going to question this. It's and, like high school English class where they, yeah, 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 exactly. Read a novel and pick it apart. And... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's sometimes how we describe this as well is that it's not, it's more of a media literacy podcast yeah. than it is like a movie review podcast. We're cool. saying here's when you're watching media, here's a way to think about it so that you're actually thinking about it. That's a good way to put it. So let me ask you guys doing this podcast, doing these uh, like movies and, and books, uh, how has that changed your opinions of, of maybe life and, and general uh, opinions on politics? For, for me, it has reinforced the importance of money 
and, and, and currency, because that's just something that has, I mean, Marshall's an economist by training. And for me, that, that this has come really into the forefront that like, holy man, the way we think about money and it's what it is and its uses, um, that's really important and becoming more and more important all the time uh, in the realm of cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like we see this kind of like insanity just around blockchains and and cryptocurrency uh, to, to the point where, yeah, like it just, it blows my mind and, and talking to Marshall about it more and more and looking at kind of its, its coordinates in, in fiction, it, it almost seems conspiratorial, <laughs> uh, that, you know, and I, and I feel bad for, and I feel bad for people who are investing, particularly now, uh, it post December, um, because I, I don't know if, I don't know what's going to happen <laughs> with that. Oh, that's fantastic. Aaron. Aaron, Aaron you want to read Aaron's comment? Listeners can hear. Oh, Aaron said future economics is something he thinks about a lot, and he volunteers for the Canadian Nuclear Society, teaching nuclear energy to junior high kids. Ching. Which, I mean, future economics, amazing, and nuclear energy is so cool. It's, we're at, yeah. This is we're gonna we have a huge we have huge sympathy for nuclear power, um, and we see it as an absolutely essential part of moving things. Yeah, fusion's right around the corner. Yeah, or fusion or whatever, like you know. But we have to, like. Nuclear is the only technology that can avert complete ecological disaster, um, unfortunately. And it is. And we see it in science fiction all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I typically on the show, we don't usually have political stances. However, on today's episode, I think this is one of those uh, rare occasions where we'll, we'll step out that bounds. Um, I know for myself personally, uh, nuclear energy is one of those things where I'm, I'm, I, I, I would definitely love to see more of it, uh, especially out here. I, I'm kind of saddened by the state of which people who are out there and and their their opinions on it. Um, well, no, um, to to some extent, there has been a a public um, relations disaster. With, yeah. with nuclear. And I think part of that has become in the early days of, because of nuclear power's history as both a military establishment and as, as a Gilded Age um, robber baron um, power company uh, history has become poisoned yeah. uh, deeply. And because the way that technology was introduced to people in a very horrific and <laughs> disingenuous and irresponsible way, uh, it has tarnished it in a way that is very hard for, for it to recover from. And people's distrust of nuclear power is, no, unfortunately, to some extent, deserved because continuously we see people misusing nuclear power and primarily in the continued use of water reactors. Mm-hmm. So Chernobyl was a water reactor. Uh, Fukushima Daiichi was a water reactor. Three Mile Island, I think, was a water reactor. I'm pretty, it didn't blow up, but um, so there's... Anyway, we won't get too much into the politics <laughs> of this, but there are huge issues, uh, and 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 it's all very, it's it's got a long way to go. But yeah, I think by people just starting to start the conversation, we'll begin to see it in a new light. And I think if we see the role of government increase in it, if we have a have a very clear and transparent and organized, um, oh, oh, it's graphite moderate. Okay. Oh, there, you, there go. you go. Okay, I stand corrected. Thank Aaron you. is our uh, nuclear energy. 
expert uh, here on the podcast. Uh, he is definitely he's our he's our one uh, true fan um, and nuclear energy uh, aficionado. That's his thing. That's <laughs> so we we do love him for that. <laughs> And we could talk about reactors all day, but we really shouldn't. So <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, so let me ask you: um, when you guys first started the podcast, what made you guys? What was that moment for you uh, that was sort of that tipping tipping point? Like, hey, we should really do this. We we should really go out there. We should actually put our our uh, our voices out there put our opinions out on the internet um, in such a way. Um, yeah. Like what, what was that moment for you guys? What was that like for you guys and uh, in, in starting your podcast? I have a version of, I, I, I know what it was for me. We were talking. <laughs> I can about hear it. both of them. Like it, it'd be great for, if you can yeah. each tell me yeah. your yeah, guys' yeah. side of the story. We were talking about Lord of the gold, gold coins in, in, um, in game of Thrones. In <laughs> and for me that was when i was like holy shit this could be this could be a thing <laughs> uh, what was it for you uh oh i don't know that's a it's a good question it's tough um i don't know i think you just said let's do a podcast and uh and uh, i was on board with it i was like sure let I I mean I've I've always wanted people to hear my opinion, so um, finding a way that they could actually uh, hear it instead of me just shouting at my wife all the time. <laughs> I'm sure she appreciates that too. <laughs> yeah, it's uh it's one of those things where you're like, mm, should, like, do people out there really care enough to 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 listen to what I have to say. Well, does anyone else actually think about things the same way you do, right? Like you guys well, are kind I, of- I know for a fact lots of <laughs> Actually. Uh, or, or even if they think about it differently than me, that's okay. Yeah. Or if I they're, they're just thinking either. about it at all. Yeah, exactly. Really. I think that's the point though, right? Like in the end, that's the sort of the point that you guys are trying to do is that you guys are trying to start a conversation of this is- this is one way of we're looking at it, or this is the way we see uh, this portrayed. Um, do, like what, what else is out there? What, yeah. like, what else is, uh, what is your opinion out there? This, the science fiction and the fantasy is a, is a contrivance to kind of break those things open. Right. Um, so you, it's, it's easier to talk to people about energy. If you're talking about the abstract imaginary world with an energy crisis than you are to like, if you start talking about the Alberta energy sector, for example, which we won't get into, but uh, it, it's very charged with a whole bunch of things that have nothing to do with the dollar and cents and Watts and megawatts of Alberta energy. It has a lot to do with people as well. My job or this person or that person, you know, um, but whereas you talk about a theoretical abstracted energy economy um, and an extracted ecology, people will behave more, you can engage with it yeah. without those strings. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Uh, so let me ask you, uh, you guys, uh, I had something somewhere I was going to go with this. Uh, yeah. 
I don't know what I'm, I was. I totally lost my train of thought there. Aaron just said, "This is me not getting into Alberta's energy economy." So thank you. Aaron. <laughs> it's hard for me too. I feel your pain. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So let me guys. Let me ask you guys. Um, like when you guys put your opinion out there. Uh, let me. How much uh, interaction do you guys get with other people out there? Like, do you guys have some people out there that will actually? come back at you and say hey this is great this is a good idea or this is what i think of this thing i i'm we're very small yes <laughs> we're a very small podcast we i think we've had a, a, few, a few interactions but not a lot um yeah we'd love more we would love to engage yeah. with more people yeah please please ask so us. listeners out there if you are out there this is a great podcast um go check it out i mean it's a if you want to listen to something a little bit more intellectual intellectual man <laughs> intellectual yeah exactly <laughs> it's electrifying uh <laughs> go check this out like it's a, it's a great podcast to listen to i've been listening to quite a few of the episodes uh and i'm loving it. Uh, it it's an absolutely uh joy to listen to uh you guys are fantastic i love the way you guys banner back and forth um, I did want to ask you guys because you guys were talking about this. I finally figured it out what I was I was going with this. Um, you guys talk about science fiction and fantasy. Um, let me ask you guys. So, the economy of science fiction, um, something that is not yet here, how does that relate to something that is now, and and where we are in today? How do you guys see science fiction affecting us as as a society nowadays? I have. I, do you want to go? <laughs> uh, okay. So, <clears throat> I mean, science fiction is always it's an imagination of what could be, right? And and it's always based on what we have now uh, and how we get to where that future is. So, it's taking. It's taking what it's taking something that we experience in the world today, uh, whether that's an energy crisis or climate change or um, interstellar or or in, intrastellar <laughs> travel, uh, and and saying what could happen with this, and it it changes the setting and it has a conversation about it. So New York twenty one forty is all about climate change. And that a lot of people know that there are problems with the climate right now. And we don't seem to be doing enough to address those problems. It just, it's exacerbating. And science scientists are telling us all the time, look, there's a problem, there's a problem, there's a problem. Uh, and a lot of people are saying, wow, this is a really big problem. But I, I do not want to think about it. Yeah. And then they don't do anything about it. And so New York 2140 says, okay, look, the problem got really bad. And we don't have a choice. We have to do something. And it gives us an option about what we can do. So it's sort of a, it's a political choice. Everything, everything in science fiction and fantasy is, it is political because it's, it's imagining how things could be. And it's a radical reimagining of our world today. Mm -hmm. So that's, it's, it's having a conversation about something that we're experiencing and just changing the setting and changing the characters and saying, let's talk about this thing. Here's what I think might happen if we don't fix this or if we don't change this. So do you think 
kind of based on where our society's at today, that there's any possibility we could end up in kind of a Star Trek utopian society one day? Yes, absolutely yes, 100%. <laughs> um, there are, there are, Canada is, is actually a really, I think a fantastic example for this. Um, but then also like the, the typical examples of, of um, Nordic countries, right? But anytime you have this sort of social democracy where we're proposing that everyone deserves to have a standard of living, right? Mm. I think everybody, almost everybody in Canada, I know some people who disagree with me on this, but everybody deserves sort of a, a basic standard that we say, you cannot fall below this level uh, or we'll, we'll pop you back up to that level, right? Whether it's through um, government programs or you know, whatever, right? We make sure that everyone has a certain standard of living. I think all that Star Trek has done, and this, this is really great, it just has said, well, the standard is not like subsistence, subsistence, you can make rent and make food. The standard is you can have anything you want. Mm -hmm. And that's what they've said. The basic standard of living is that you shouldn't have to make hard choices about whether to, you know, buy a video game or buy food. You can have both. And that's completely acceptable. Spend time in the holodeck. You can still hit the replicator on the way out. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it helps when you have technology such as replicators where... Well, yeah. <laughs> but, but, but you don't need replicators. This is the thing. I mean, replicators are also very reliant on hard to get dark matter. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think fundamentally, I, I agree with Marshall that like the way we do things is... It's doable. It's fixable. All of this can be fixed with the tools we have presently. My, the thing we need to renegotiate is our relationship to property mm. and wealth and its distribution within society. Yeah. That needs to be altered in order to create an environment that's conducive to these changes that we need. Uh, and where Marshall, and I, I think the place where Marshall and I differ is that I am more skeptical about our capacity to get there. Yeah. Especially um, when like the states have somebody like Donald Trump leading them. I mean, yes, yes. Donald <laughs> Trump was elected, but immediately after he was elected, there was a whole bunch of people who went, oh, wow, what <laughs> oh, have shit. we done? Yeah. yeah. Not, and not way more that, people like, if, We're not going to try to get into too much of Donald Trump here, well, but no, we, he, we do like, have to go, we have to, we do, capitalist. yeah. But I mean, if we even look back at um, like um, socialist societies as, in general, um, what typically happens is the capacity of someone rising higher than they should, right? Um, those so, those societies where they are, it has good intention, there's always someone who is out there to um, take advantage of that system um, in some way or another. And yeah, you're right. Uh, the whole thing about property is is something that we'd have to think of, uh, and and wealth uh, distribution. And having and having a singular person who says, "I have all the money now, and no one else can have any," is also not a solution. Yeah, to that, and that's right? that's typically what has happened so far. Um, and that's yeah, that's a, I mean, that's a, that's another question for another time, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> but I I mean, the the thing is, unfortunately, as with everything the prospect facing us is extremely unsexy uh, because uh, one day somebody could make a mistake or a, a combination of factors could uh, provoke a nuclear war that would end all life on earth. 
And we are extremely uncomfortable with that fact. <laughs> so you think we're more likely to get to World War Three and end life as we know it than we are to get to Utopia as a no. planet? I, I don't know. You know, it, I mean, we we I don't I don't know. If thinking that way is helpful <laughs> as much as as much as we are resonating on a very deep level. Right now, right now. Uh, I, it's not. It, we we need we need we need to try the the we need to try for the better option yeah because uh to do otherwise is to collapse into nihilism and despair all right <laughs> well uh that I'm sounds fantastic <laughs> that's a great future that we uh we all look forward to <laughs> um where can people uh look forward to listening to your show or uh finding you guys wherever on the web yeah, so uh, our, our web address is uh, androidsandassets.ca. Uh, and that'll give you links to the, the show. Um, you can also just find us straight through um, our website. I just gave the website. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> we're, on, uh, we're on Google Play, um, iTunes, Podcasts, uh, Stitcher. If you want us to mail you, uh, burn CD. You just need to tell us. Uh, we're, we're willing to do a lot of things right now. Five ninety five for shipping. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like we will drive it over in our car. We will hand you. Please. We see. will. We will give you a live version of it. We'll memorize what we said we will, we will and perform it for you. I would appreciate that. <laughs> I am putting this out there. If someone wants to host us for a house show, like have us over, have some friends over, we will do that for you. Yeah, yeah, I'm absolutely. Committed. Why not? With no consultation of my creator. <laughs> you can also, um, and I think this is for for a, a Ron more than anyone right now. Uh, we're on Twitter um, at, at Asset me. Droid. Uh, and I would love to talk to you more about uh, post-scarcity economies. Yeah, please, Aaron. Um, and we're also on Instagram um, at AssetDroid. So. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, uh, I highly encourage everyone who listens to this podcast to go out and check out your guys' as well um, and, and do that. Uh, so we are going to switch paces here for a moment. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, our um, our wonderful sponsors. Um, and then we're going to go into some of the events that are happening in and around our city. So stay tuned. All right. So uh, the Northern Nerdcast is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATV. Um, and being a part of the network, we also have uh, a wonderful event that is happening uh, coming up right away um, that I'd love to share with everybody. Um, and that is pod summit 2018. Uh, and if you guys are interested uh, in podcasting or you have a podcast or you're pod curious, Trina doesn't like when I say that, but it, <laughs> uh, it is podcast curious. Uh, go and check this out. So it's happening over at CKUA radio uh, on Saturday, May 5th from eight 30 to three 30. Uh, and this is a, a conference for anyone who is interested in podcast period. Um, and it, it's going to be a great time. They're going to be giving away uh, Adobe creative cloud uh, memberships, microphones from sure. Uh, and a whole bunch more stuff. They, I know that the, the stuff that they've been getting last little while has been like phenomenal. Like they have the, like that shirt that I was talking earlier about that sure mic that they, that I want. 
They're they're, they're giving that one away. Um, that sounds that sounds awesome. I really Let's want plan an so elaborate we, heist. How do we get tickets if we're interested in going to the Pod Summit? Uh so you guys can go to Eventbrite, and uh, you guys can uh, check out. Just look up Pod Summit, uh, and you will uh, find tickets there. Uh, and this is happening on May fifth. Uh, from 8.30 to 4.30 uh, and this is happening at the CKUA uh, building so in Edmonton. in Edmonton yeah so go check that out Pod Summit 2018 I was going to say 2015 for some reason, that's totally wrong don't say don't go 2015 2018 alright Okay, so we got a bunch of other events that are happening up in the city here uh, that I'd love to share with you. And all these events are on our wonderful calendar. If you guys go to northernernetwork.com slash upcoming events or just go to our website, northernernetwork.com um, and click on that tab that says uh, upcoming events, uh, you will you will find us. you find all the wonderful events there. Uh, so... The first one I'd like to talk about is GobFest, which is happening on April 14th, uh, which is, is it this Saturday? That would be this weekend, yeah. It's this weekend. Coming uh, what? Coming, the weekend coming this up. This weekend coming up. Uh, so if you are into board games, uh, this is ha happening April 14th and 15th, uh, and it is happening at the Alberta Al Avenue Community Center. Uh, tickets are available at GobFest.ca. Uh, and go and check that out. It's great. We've we've covered them quite a few times. Uh, we love them. They're fantastic people. Uh, it's always a great time. If you're into any kind of board games, go check that out. Uh, it's happening right away. Uh, so go and sign up. Uh, happening on April 17th now uh, is the Variant Editions Action Comics one number 1000 of the uh, action. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> Action Comics. If you guys don't know what Action Comics is, that's the Superman comic um, that has been around forever. And they're actually done a thousand issues. So, uh, and that is going to be happening. Uh, they're doing a, a big midnight release party. Uh, so this is going to be exciting. Uh, go check that out. And it's happening on variant, at Variant Edition. Uh, and, and this is happening on April 17th uh, from 1130 to 1230. Uh, so if you're into comics, especially action comics like Superman, this is definitely one to go check out. It's for the ages. Uh, since 1938. Yep. Uh, Jurassic Park, Lego and Trivia Night. Uh, and Lego this is trivia or <laughs> I'm, like, is the trivia about Jurassic Park? I'm Lego? guessing no. <laughs> it might be <laughs> trivia you never only know. about Jurassic Park Lego. <laughs> yeah. And you don't get no. There, this is very uh, welcome to Jurassic Park Night at MKT, uh, where you'll come for the trivia and Lego building and leave with your Lego set and prize is prize if you got a killer knowledge of Jurassic Park. So I'm guessing they have a some sort of prize that they. It's gonna be exciting. I love Lego. I love Jurassic Park. Do you? I love dates. I love this is a date night thing. Uh, and this is something to go and check out. Uh, this is happening at MKT Beer Market on April 18th from 6.30 to 9.30. Uh, tickets are available on Eventbrite. Uh, so go and check that one out. Uh, again, if you go to our website at northernnetwork.com, uh, 
you'll find some more information about those uh, that event as well. Uh, moving along, we have Tabletop Day. Uh, I don't actually know when the actual Tabletop Day, but this one, well, this one is happening at Coining Stamp. I've, I know that other people are doing other events, but I'm not sure 100%. Can you please look that up? It might be the 21st. Um, so I know there's a whole bunch of events that are going to be happening in and around the city uh, for International Tabletop Day. So definitely go check that out. Uh, and it is a fantastic event. I want to also mention on April 21st, uh, there is a casual cosplay skate at Westminster Mall. So if you are a cosplayer and you like skating and you want to do those two things together with other people who like skating and cosplaying, uh, this is your chance uh, to do all of that at once. It's great. It's fantastic. So, uh, plus it's at West Edmonton Mall. So, and this is going to be happening on April 21st from one o'clock to six. Uh, and it's just one of those times where there's general tickets are $12. Rentals are six bucks. If you don't have skates, uh, helmets are free. Uh, and skate sharpening is five bucks. Tabletop days is the 28th. It's the 20. That's what I thought. It's usually during the Calgary Expo. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Which is also coming up. It is also coming up, uh, but it's not yet. <laughs> it's not yet. Uh, Yeg D&D &D is coming up first before that, uh, which is happening on April 21st. Uh, this is Escape the Escape to the Eye of the Night. Uh, and this is happening at the Grindstone Theater. Uh, tickets are at grindstonetheater.ca. Uh, and it is, you know, it's happening from 7 o'clock to 8 o'clock on, uh, on April 21st. Uh, and so if you guys like D&D, uh, and you like a good uh, sort of improv night of uh, dungeon crawling mystery, who knows, shenanigans, shenanigans, I tell you. Uh, it is a good chance to go and check that out. Uh, I know a friend of ours, she will be in the show, I believe, mm -hmm. Glenna. Glenna will be in there. Uh, so go and check that out. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, then we're going to then we're going to talk about the Calgary Expo. Okay. Now, if you guys are, have you guys heard of the Calgary Expo? Yeah, you, us. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking to you guys now. Yes. We, uh, yeah, we have the. I, I have left my house, so yes, I've heard of the Calgary Expo. <laughs> I've seen a bus. Uh, it's this weird thing. Is I know it's super small. Uh, yeah, the Calgary Expo is happening. They got all the big uh, name stars like Jeff Goldblum. Uh, uh, I Jason Momoa. Yeah, they got. Ooh. A, gonna go tell him what his mantra is. Jeff Goldblum. What? Nothing. <laughs> I shouldn't be making Woody Allen references in this climate anyway. <laughs> there's there's a lot of uh, different uh, guests that they will have at the, the show. I know a lot of the people from Back to the Future are going to be at this one, uh, including... Uh, not Michael J. Fox. Not Michael J. Fox. Ah! Lloyd. He canceled. He had to... Yeah, sadly, he did cancel. That's right. He was going, but yeah, he had to cancel, sadly. Yeah. Uh, but we do have pretty much the whole entire cast of... Uh, um, that and we also have uh carrie uh, i don't know how how you spell, say his name elwise elwise the, the princess bride from the princess bride yeah it's oh. uh There's so quite a lot of people there is a lot of people bride. this year um yeah so it's definitely something to go check out uh it's gonna be a great time uh we're gonna be there i'm gonna try to do my best to be there I know Trina will be there. Uh, she'll definitely be there. Um, she'll be talking to a lot of people out there, uh, talking to you guys, you fine folks out there, listening to the to the show, uh, doing some awesome stuff down there, doing some panels, I believe. 
Who knows? Who knows? We don't know. Uh, we'll find out soon enough, I guess. Uh, so go and check that out. Calgary Expo is happening. And then we got IntrigueCon. Um, if you like RPGs and you like to come and hang out with me, uh, I, I'm going to be doing a Star Wars RPG uh, during the IntrigueCon, which is happening on May 4th and 5th. Uh, go to IntrigueCon.com uh, for more information on tickets and all that kind of stuff to register for this event. Uh, it's going to be a fantastic time. Uh, I know I'm registered, so I'm going to go and play some other RPGs that weekend and just it's gonna be awesome. I'm gonna come, I'm gonna leave my wife <laughs> again. Again. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go to I'm gonna spend all the time in Lloyd Mister. I'm gonna come home and I'm gonna leave her again for, for RPGs. It's gonna be great. She's gonna love me so much. Uh so yeah, that's gonna happen uh May 4th and 5th. Also on May uh, the 5th, uh, we do have a free comic book day. Yes. And this is happening at your your uh, favorite at, at your favorite comic book store. So this is happening at Variant Edition. Uh, Happy Harbor. Happy Harbor. Um, Probably Warp One. We've Warp, never gone, but I'm sure Warp One has one. There's the public library. Um, Spruce Grove. The Spruce Grove Public Library. There's all the all the Edmonton ones too. I believe have some sort of free comic book day um, awesomeness. So go support your local book, your comic book uh, uh, store, uh, and go buy some stuff uh, and go and uh, and uh, get some free comics. It's gonna be awesome. It's always a great time. I love free comic book day. It looks like when you leave me, Aaron's available. I know. <laughs> I see that. You guys can go play VR together or something. Yeah, he does have prettier toys than you. He do. does have prettier toys than I do. All right, uh, that is it. That is all. I want to thank uh, you guys so much uh, for for joining me, Marshall and uh, Steve, for uh, with no last names. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> for, can one of you be androids and the other be? Yeah, so Marshall <laughs> Android and uh, Steve Asset. There you go. I like it. I, I like it a lot. <laughs> That's the way it goes now. Uh, so go check out their show. Uh, where can people find you guys once again? Uh, Androidsandassets.ca. Probably the best place. Awesome. Thanks. Uh, you guys can you. find us all over the web as well. Uh, and I want to thank everyone out there for watching and or listening to this show. Uh, and I'll see you guys on the next one. Struggle on. Thanks very much for having us. We really, really appreciate this. Northern Nerdcast. Northern Nerdcast is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. Check out their website at albertapodcastnetwork.com. For all things geeky and nerdy, including all of our social media platforms, go to northernnerdnetwork.com. Thanks again, and we appreciate your support.